Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you, if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I have coached leader after leader after leader and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Ben Choder. Ben is the president of Notified. He's always one to think outside of the box and Ben has established himself as a pioneer of online communications through interactive and streaming content. He's a leader with 20 plus years of experience in enterprise communications, social video, and digital health. As president of Notified, the world's only communications cloud for events, public relations, and investor relations, 
Ben continues to transform the way people connect and share information. Together with his team of 1,500 employees representing 17 different countries, Ben works to consistently raise the bar when it comes to virtual, hybrid, or in-person events, as well as public relations and investor relations. Previously, Ben served as co-founder and CEO of Haptique, the first digital health mobile application marketplace. He was also founder and CEO for digital media and webcasting company Stream57, and the former global head of streaming and virtual events at Intercall. Ben acts as a mentor for startup accelerator Blueprint Health, is an active investor and board member for digital startups, hosts the podcast Insights with Ben Choder, and is a frequent speaker on digital media and technology. Ben is the author of Transitioning to Virtual and Hybrid Events, How to Create, Adapt, and Market an Engaging Online Experience, a new book that provides expert advice and real-world instructions for delivering engaging hybrid, virtual, and streaming events and webinars for companies of all sizes. When not working in one of his many business roles, Ben enjoys spending time with his family, boxing, yoga, traveling, and training for his first triathlon. Well, I'm so pumped to have this conversation, even more pumped reading over your your bio again. There's so much to talk about. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, where do you start? <laughs> You're a man of many talents. Uh but um, give, I'd, I'd love if you could give our listeners a bit of a window into the world of Ben Choda. What, 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 you know, your, your role and your roles that you, that you do. What, what does a day in your life look like at the moment, Ben? So a day in my life, that's a really good question. All right. So I'll, I'll tell you how my day ends and then how it begins because it will make more sense. Love it. I have the privilege of um, leading a team of over 1,500 employees, as you mentioned in, in, in the opening in over 17 countries around the world and we have over 13,000 customers and I go to bed every single night worrying did I do right by my 1,550 employees who sort of count on me to lead the ship and I empower them to make the best decisions to better best service our customers Um, but that is what the number one thing that lies on my mind where uh, before this organization, I've done a bunch of startups. And with startups, you go to bed every single night worrying about payables and receivables, your customers, your technology, maybe fourth or fifth, then you worry about your employees. And one of the luxuries of a larger organization is, you know, if you're successful as an organization, you get to put a lot more focus on empowering your employees because if you're empowering your employees, they're going to take care of your customers Um, Mm -hmm. and they will take care of making sure our products are rock solid. So my day ends worrying, did I do right for them? Did I help make the right decisions? Did I empower them? Did I help build our culture and satisfy our customers? But my day begins jumping out of bed. And this is the crazy part. I wake up every morning at 4.30 in the morning, um, set my alarm, and usually by 4.45, after pressing snooze a couple times, I jump out of bed, um, have an espresso, and I work out. Um, It is is my zen moment of the day. It is the only time of the day that I really think truly belongs to me (laughs) as, as an individual. And I do about a I don't know, anywhere between a 65 and a 90 minute workout. And it's a combination of either running, swimming, um, riding, um, because I am training for a triathlon, but boxing is one of my passions. Um, And what I love about boxing is I can't focus on anything about anything except, you know, jab, jab, hook, right, hook, you know, uppercut, uppercut. What are you going to do? And I do 23 minute rounds. which is crazy, but it's I get to hit a heavy bag and not think about what my day is going to be and just get any kind of stress or aggression out. And then when that's over, my goal is to be at my desk by 7, 7.30, start doing some paperwork, and then tackle the day of my team. Um, and having a global organization, you have to be up early for – EMEA uh, for Europe in the, you know, living in New York. Yeah. Um, and you have to stay up late so you can actually 
participate with your team in APAC. We have an office in Sydney. So Sydney, Singapore, uh, India, um, Manila. So my day throughout the day is then going into time zones of how do I interact and engage and motivate our team. And then you throw in there all the other stuff that goes on in running a company, the financial side of it, the business side of it, the product side, the innovation side. And then towards the end of the day, my goal is by 7 p.m., 7.30, 8 o'clock every night to have dinner with my wife, spend a few hours for her, and then start the same thing over again. (laughs) Wow, what a great way to start the episode. I feel like uh, anyone who... That 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 should be that sort of five minute description of of uh, of your life should be uh, part of an introduction to to leadership. Hey, you want to be a leader? Have, have a listen to to this. This is what it's this is what oh, it's yes. like. It's full on, right? Um, well, let's let's look back at where you've come from and how you've uh, you know become the leader you are today. As you look back, feel free to go back as far as childhood. What are some of the moments that really shaped you becoming the leader you are today, Ben? So, you know, it's really, it's a really good question. So first, I grew up in a not very wealthy household, right? So, and I have a whole belief that when you, when you grow up either with a lot of money or without a lot of money, there's only a couple of roads you can go down. You know, if you have a lot of money, you could either say, hey, I'm not going to work that hard because my family has money. Or you're going to say, man, my dad or my mom, my family did great. I am going to be dedicated and grow. And if you grow up without a lot, you have, again, the same kind of choices. Ah, My family's never made it. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to work very hard. Or you sit there and you go, I am never, ever going to be like this. I am going to do anything I can do to not have to be with this and to, you know, make a success. And success isn't only money. Success is being really more in control of your own destiny. Um, and being able to be creative. And for me, two experiences really built my leadership style. One is, again, not having a lot of money. I always had to work all through junior high and high school um, before I got to college and then in college. But I had a job in high school where I worked for a man named Sam in a nut and bolt factory um, where we just, after school, went there and counted nuts and bolts, and they sent them out to, you know, gas stations, you know, um, to fix cars, right? And he had this theory, um, and there was like seven or eight of us in the back in the warehouse that were high school kids. And being 16 or 17, he would sit there at the end of the day if they had an emergency order to get out. He would go to us and he'd go, hey, if you guys stay, I'll bring in pizzas and beer. And we're like, you know, at 16, 17 years old um, in the United States going, you mean we stay a couple hours more, you pay us more, we get pizza and beer? This is the greatest thing at all in the world. And we would end up doing anything for this guy, Sam, because he, we thought he cared enough about us that it wasn't just pay us you know, our hourly wage, but motivate us going, hey, I appreciate what you're going to do. And I've always taken that wherever I've gone. And when I started my first startup we used to judge the size of our company of you know how many pizzas it would take to to feed us, and even that. though I'm making it sort of like a joke, but the whole reality is, I learned at an early age appreciate no matter what level anyone is in an organization, and be kind to them um, and be respectful for them, and if you're kind and respectful for them, they in return for the most part will be kind and respectful to you. And also, when you need them, they are more willing to do something for you. So not all leaders have to manage with a stick, right? Um, Sometimes with a carrot or even more importantly, sometimes just treating a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid with Mm -hmm. respect and asking us and treating us with, you know, I guess just respect makes it, right? And that, to me was is the fundamental thing to me because I will never ask anyone on my team, no matter what it is, to do something that I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to appreciate what they do and just a little kindness. And kindness isn't weakness. You could be really strong and kind. And, mm. you know, I get more out of 
with even with my own kids, I'm saying instead of yelling at them and just saying, I'm disappointed, right? Because you've earned a respect with someone and you never want to disappoint someone that you care about. And if you do that with your team, it is just so empowering. And then the second thing is I I had a teacher um, in junior high school in the United States and first teacher who and I wasn't the best student because schools try to put you in a box. This is what a good student is and this is how you have to be. And his whole thing was just letting you be creative. And the first thing he ever, one of my first memories of him is he put um, the Pink Floyd album, um, Dark Side of the Moon on and turned off the lights in the class, made us listen to a side of it. And then when it was over, he told us to write down what we were thinking. And then afterwards we went around and everyone discussed what they wrote. And it just let me think out of the box. And to me, empowering your team that to not only do what the norm is to think out of the box is probably outside of kindness and respect, being able to innovate and disrupt yourself and come up with new ideas are probably the two of the most important things that any leader can have. So those memories are still vivid to me if I close my eyes as if I'm there, even though mm -hmm. 90% of all my memories that happened before like 17, don't I don't you don't remember them? Yeah, they're vivid, like etched in my mind that I'll never forget. Yeah, they're incredible stories, and I I love pointing out to to leaders to to hear. Um, sorry, as my phone goes off in the background, um, to hear when when I'm chatting with leaders, every time it's a story like that. It's so unbelievable how often it it happens that there'll be what are the stories we remember? They're always. They're always the stories where someone invested in us, where a person saw something in us. And I love it was pizza. Yes. You know, it wasn't it wasn't, yeah. you know, a twenty thousand dollars or a car. It was it was pizza. And it's so memorable. It, it and you, I think you nailed it there is that someone along the way had faith in you. It's interesting. I, one of the weird things I do in our company is I'm the final interview for anyone who touches or interacts with customer. So in the last year, I've had over 300 interviews. Um, my wife thinks I'm ridiculous that I do it. And <laughs> I don't do it to really interview the person because my job is to empower my team. It's just, I think anyone who's going to join it, I'm trying to run a 1500 person company like a startup is I think they should have a chance to talk to the person steering the ship. And then yeah. the same thing, what I get out of it is I get to hear why people would even want to join our organization, what they're looking for, and it helps me figure out my leadership. But one of the one of the keys that I always do at the end or, or during it when I give them my advice is, you know, you sit there and you go, work really, really hard. Um, you know, it's, it's like the Malcolm Gladwell book, um, Outliers, you know that 10,000 hour rule, you yeah. need to put in the time, you will get lucky along the way. Um, but, you know, you still need to put in that time, and it won't go unnoticed. And then <laughs> the second thing I always tell everyone is, if you see something, say something, and what I mean by that, don't be just a name on a spreadsheet. If you have an idea, share an idea, because the worst thing that's going to happen is your leadership's going to go, hey, Ben, that's a good idea, but we're not going to do it because of this reason but you're not a name on a spreadsheet anymore. And life is really sad if you have to go through the next 30, 40 years of your adult working life, just being a name on a spreadsheet. Um, life is supposed to be a roller coaster to ride. And everyone or most people have something they can say or share, but they just need an opportunity to do it. And I yeah. try to give people a place to do it. Even most, most people won't take you up on it, but the ones who do, it does pay off. And that's how my mind's always worked. It's like have an idea, share an idea, have a solution um, and take a chance. And it's okay to fail and just learn every single time you move forward. Which is, I think that's, that's connected to the 10,000 hour idea as well is you yep. just give give everything a go work incredibly hard um uh, one of the things uh, i remember hearing that that really stuck with me is john maxwell in some setting talking yep. about uh spending a spending a day with someone and saying something along the lines of you know what if you spend a day with someone who's really successful at the end of the day this is a thought that you'll have 
that's why they're so successful. <laughs> and it always really stuck right. with me. It's like, it's yeah. obvious, but that's how people, that's how people get things done that you look at and you go, that's incredible. If you spent a day with them, you'd go, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. That's, you know, it, it's hard work. You put in the, put in the time and the effort. And you know what? Even if you spend a day with that person and you scratch your head and go, oh my God, I don't know how they ever made it, right? If it's the opposite of that, it's even more of a motivator. If they can do it, <laughs> I know I can do it, right? So yeah. either road that, 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 that day with them takes should be a motivator to you, you know? And, you know, it's supposed to be scary and you're supposed to have butterflies, right? And it's it's again it's a roller coaster ride and you got to be willing to take some chances but come on it's it's about it's about the journey um you only have one life to live you want to make the most of it absolutely as you lead 15 1500 plus employees you talked about appreciating and i love the pizza uh, you know, when you were in the in in the startup, measuring how many pizzas we'd need in terms of the growth, that's just so good. Uh, what what's your pizza? What what is uh, providing pizza look like to fifteen hundred people? What are you learning about helping to create a culture um, of appreciating employees in a larger scale? So I do I do a couple things. One of the things that I started. Um, my organization got started on April 13th, 2018, a series of acquisitions. We did an acquisition from NASDAQ. We acquired a company called InExpo. We acquired a company called Hub and a company called Notified out of Sweden. And then we became Notified. Um, and this, this was about 198 weeks ago. And every week for 98 weeks, I've done a video message to all the employees. Um, 198 weeks ago, we were 750 employees, and now we're, you know, more than double. And I always use seven to 10 members of the team, random members of the global team, and we come up with a theme, and they get to, in a minute or two minutes, share their idea. So part of it is the entire organization gets to meet people that live in all different parts of the world and get to know their coworkers. They get to see where I am every single week, never met a, missed a week, no matter where I am in the world, I will create the video and then we will put it together and send it to them. And it ranges anywhere between seven minutes and 25 minutes every week, depending who's in it. And it helps bring the organization together and they get to see where my head is, where my mind is, where our organization is, what successful happened in the week, what didn't happen in the week, what we're working on. And to me, those are the types of things that you hear the voice of your employees. The other thing I used to do pre-COVID is, you know, I traveled like 200,000 miles a year. I was always on the road and to see customers, but also to see employees and not executives. My goal would be when I went to Sydney or if I go to London or Paris office was to spend time with, you know, the middle of the organization to you know, throughout the organization, because it's the only way to hear what's really going on in your organization. And it's also enabled them to go back to what I said before, have a voice, they get to see something and say something, and their guard is down, and try to do that as much during COVID without traveling, where, you know, have lots of little one on one calls randomly with people where at first, everyone gets scared. It's like, Oh, my God, why is the boss scheduling a 30-minute one-on-one with me. And what they've come to realize is it's how I it's how I get to know what the organization's feeling and make them feel that they have a say in the organization and they do. And you know, it's my advice to anyone, never forget to listen to your organization and not just to your leaders. My execs of the I have the greatest leadership team in the world. We don't manage from above. We manage from inside the business, but we don't know everything. We still live in our own little bubble and you learn more from talking to customers and all your employees um, than you'll ever learn anywhere. And to me, it's the greatest, for me, it's a master's class on just learning different cultures, different people and what they're dealing with and just checking in with someone and saying, how are you doing? 
goes such a long way. And then at the same time, people want radical candor. And it's not yeah. just all happiness, you know, and rainbows. It is, here's what's going on. Here's how we can be better. But never give a negative without giving the positive of it. And what I mean by that is, hey, it's okay to say, hey, you didn't do this the right way. But you know what? If we try doing it this way, I think it'll be more successful. And that's what it's about. So yes. you got to build and you got to build trust. And again, trust is one of those things that is 100% earned. You're not automatically given trust because you're an executive. It is something you have to prove and you have to prove it over and over and over again and guard it like it is, it is, it is gold because you could lose trust as easy as you, well, gaining trust is harder, but you could lose yeah. trust in one move and it's, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, it, it's so true. Uh, and what you've mentioned there is, is so simple around listening and then communicating through the video. Um, but it's amazing how often this comes up on the podcast. If someone was to listen to every episode, I feel like 50% of my conversations involve this very idea of get on the ground, meet with your people, listen to them yep. and, and share and communicate more with your people about what's going on. Joni, you want to hear something really interesting. I did, um, we have a festival for our customers, right? Once a year, it's a summit. And, um, this year's summit, um, one of my keynotes was um, Brandon Hunt from the Ted Lasso show. I don't know if Ted Lasso's in Australia yet, but yeah. it's yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's uh, everyone. It loves is it. okay. It's, so it's it's global. So Brandon Hunt is Coach Beard, and so I had a fireside chat with him, and we talked all about because he's one of the creators and writers and what it's like to work in a team and leading and you know, and at the end. He, him and Jason Sudeikis met um, doing improv. And he, I go, do you have any advice for, you know, our customers, our, our employees? He goes, everyone should do improv. And I go, yeah, that's a great idea. And, and so my response to him was, yeah, you should do improv because it teaches you to be on, think on your feet and be quick. And he goes, no, it teaches you how to listen and then respond because anyone good at improv hears what the other one's saying and then reacts, doesn't react without hearing because that's what makes it funny. And just one simple sentence that he put together sort of puts what we were just talking, talking about in a nice, neat little box, right? It's, ah, oh, if you listen, you, you can't learn if you don't listen. You can't react if you don't listen. And it's hard to make a judgment if you don't listen. And like you said, it, it all starts, I think, a good leader a really good leader needs to be a really good listener. And it's something I need to work on. And as a father, I need to work on it. As a husband, I need to work on it. And as a businessman, I need to work on it every day because we all just want to jump out there and talk. But sometimes the most powerful conversations is when you just sit back and just listen and look. Yeah. yeah it's uh, what, what, a, what advice would you give to everyone because I think I'm just thinking who well all of us need to yeah. uh, get better at listening to those to those who who are listening and, and might think oh man I really need to get better at this at work or even at home anything you because it's something we talk about so often but anything you've learned recently uh, or it's really stuck with you around how to truly listen well no it's a work in progress with me I mean, I wish I, I wish I had the silver bullet. I try, you know, um, I do. So one of the advantages of running the organization is when I have meetings and every Monday morning, I have a meeting with a hundred top leaders. And then I have another meeting with like my 13 or 14 direct reports. And I have the advantage of asking other people to talk, right? So I can listen. They don't just need to hear me on a soapbox talk. And I find myself every single week on, the, on my Monday call um, asking a lot of questions so I can hear what people had to say. Um, and the other thing I think that every good leader needs to learn is an element of empathy. And what I mean by that, for me, it's 
put yourself in the other person's shoes, um, which is might be the hardest thing to do in the world because no two people are going to wear the same shoe. So it's not like there's only one way to do it. Um, just like there's no one way to manage everybody uh, and something that's living and breathing. But empathy of understanding what they might be going through is one of the keys. It's the same thing in, on, this, on the sales side of talking to customers. Under having empathy, what are they looking for? What do they want? If you can, if you can play both sides of the coin, right? Understand what you're trying to do. Understand what they're trying to get out of it. It is, it's actually a, it's like a, an awakening. Once you understand that, it just changes your view and everything. Because we normally go in very, you know, narrow tunnel vision. This is how it's going to be. And if you can use a little empathy, it enables you to really understand what other people are thinking and what their, you know, mode of operation is. Yeah, that's, that's so good. One of the, one of the best tips I heard on the podcast from Dr. Philip Moulds, who's a uh, uh, head of school here in Queensland where I'm based. And he talked about how he has this rule. I can't remember his kids' names off the top of my head. Maybe Claire, his daughter might be Claire, but he has this rule where he looks at his employees and let's say it's it's Claire. Uh, apologies, Dr. Moulds, if I'm getting the name wrong. But um, he thinks to himself, what would I want a leader to do if this person was Claire? And he does yep. ask that same question about a parent, about a student. And I was just like, that's so simple, but that's that's so good. Oh. You know, like what if you actually are walking into a meeting and you think, okay, if this, if this meeting, this person I'm meeting with, this employee, if this was my, you know, my my child or my my brother or sister or yep. uh, spouse what would i want yep. how would i want the leader to treat them because it's not the answer isn't nicely the answer is you'd want them to no. do the right thing and be kind and invest in them and and push right. them and challenge them yep this the saying you know and i've used this before it's not my saying and it's been one of the themes for the you know the weekly video is be the leader you'd want your kids to work for and like yeah, you said, that's so I don't good. want my kids to work. I, I'm, I, my kids are in their 20s. And I don't want my kids to work for someone who just makes things easy for them. I want my kids to work for someone who's going to make them better, who's going to mm. teach them, make them stronger, make them more confident, make them understand. I mean, I, no one wants a leader just going to sit there and go, oh, you're great. You're great. I mean, no, you want I got that radical candor. You want someone that's going to mentor them and make them better and if you take that with you wherever you go, you know, that is that saying. And my other favorite saying is, um, if you think about it this way, you, everyone dies twice, right? You die the first time when you actually die and you die the second time when nobody talks about you anymore. Mm. And if you think about it in life, not that you want people, it's not an ego thing, but if you can just pass something on to somebody that whether they go to another company, maybe they take it with you. So they'll continue to talk about it. But somehow you have this opportunity, if you're a leader, to mold and train and give something that you've learned that's put you in this position and it paid forward and they will continue and take that with them where they go. Mm. To me, that's the greatest thing. It's like, you know, if you if you're a good leader, you you train people to be the best, even though you, they might leave and go somewhere else. But that's what you're doing. You're making people to be able to continue to grow. A good mentor doesn't wonder when you're going to leave. A good mentor knows that eventually you're going to leave and go do something else and continue to grow. And that, I mean, as a leader, that's when you retire and you sit back and you go, yeah, I made some pretty amazing leaders. I made some people really you know, you want to make people successful and successful doesn't mean money. Successful can mean just successful or really good people. Yeah. That's, that's the sort of highest calling of leadership, isn't it? If you can yeah. sit back and, and it's like you with the story about Sam, it doesn't have yeah. to be massive things, but I, I just love that of all the stories, the pizza story. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's just pizza. <laughs> it's so good. But isn't, but isn't it common sense? I mean, think about it. At the end of the day, isn't it common sense? It's like, I, I gave you, you're, you're staying night. You're missing. You're not going home. I, I, pizza, beer. 
I mean, it, you could you could take that to money and cars. You could take it to trip. I mean, it's anything, but it's the it's the format of going. And we took it as this guy really likes us. And plus, yeah. you know, we can't go to a bar. We're too young. I mean, this was just like this was incredible for us, and it just made us care so much that if that guy asked us to do anything, it would be how high, where do you want me to go? And yeah, he always said please and thank. You. <laughs> Oh, that's that's really that's going to stick with me. I love that story, Ben. Okay, let's jump into Leadership Express. Are you ready? Yep. What is a book that you've gifted to other people? All right. So I've gifted lots of books. And when I read a book, but literally this week, I sent every one of my executive team and a few other people a book called Rebel Talent by Francesca Gino. Um, and she's a teacher at Harvard. But she wrote this book where everyone has a rebel in them to be successful. And a rebel doesn't mean James Dean. It doesn't mean like you're, you know, you're out there just smoking cigarettes and, you know, hanging out in your convertible. That's not what it means. A rebel is someone who says, hey, I don't have to be like the norm. I, mm. um, Ford, right? Ford was the first one to come up with the assembly plant, right? Assembly line in the plant. Because cars were never made that way. He looked at it and goes, this makes no sense. Let's do it this way. You know, <laughs> Steve Jobs saying, hey, computers don't have to look all the same. Let's think out of the box, right? Um, the list goes on and on of all these great innovators who said, I'm going to do something different because there's no reason it had to be done the same all the way. And so it, I just read the book, love the book. Um, I, I read it in just two sittings and um, I highly recommend it. So, and I know, and I don't always say that about a book, but that book is just, it just, yeah, it just hit a note to me because it was good stories that you could relate to. And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, why ask the question, why does it have to be done that way? Yeah. Maybe that's that's awesome. Way. What's Maybe the title? The best way. What's the title again? The book is called rebel talent. Why it pays to break the rules at Work and in Life by Francesca G-I-N-O Gino. Beautiful. And, Going um, on my reading it's list. It's a great book. Yeah, it sounds great. Great recommendation. Haven't had that one before either, so thank you. Uh, any great podcasts you listen to or other sources at the moment you're reading, watching, listening to? So I am a big binge watcher and listener. Um, so I am over all the health um podcast, right? I don't need, I mean, COVID is <laughs> very serious and I take it very serious, but I don't need to keep on yeah. listening. I find myself, I read a lot of uh, serious books and I read a lot of bios. And when I'm listening to podcasts, I like interviews. So there's a like mindless interviews. To me, it's like my total relief. So I am, there's a podcast series called Smartless, which is by an actor named Jason Bateman, who stars and created Ozark, which is on now, a guy named Will Arnett. Um, and they interview celebrities and writers and scientists. And it's just kind of fun. It's like a 50 minute podcast. And then I just dabble in all different podcasts. Yeah, that's and great. Since, you know, the problem also is with COVID, I don't spend as much time flying and commuting. So I have a lot less time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. And it's, um, it's definitely something uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, doing as much, even just driving at the moment. I'm doing a lot from, uh, from home and, and I've realized, oh, I'm probably doing a little bit less of, of that um, as well. What is a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time or been reminded of? Um, I've been reminded of when I did the interview um, with Brendan um, and he brought up listen and then react. It was, it's good to get that reminder to say, just listen and then react. And that was a, a real, a real good reminder to me. Yeah, that's great. A time management or productivity tip or a tool or resource you use? My my use is I wake up early. Um, I, I make sure that before I go to bed that I've 
answered all my emails and my email box is empty. Um, mm. To me, that's the best because then when I put my phone down and I go to bed and or relax before I go to bed or read before I go to bed, then I'm done and I'm not, I haven't left anything that's going to make me wake up in the middle of the night. Um, to me, that's, it's kind of like the most, um, it's meditation almost for me to be, know that I've answered everybody. And I, mm. it's just a really important thing to me that I clear my, I clear my inbox or my text box and, and I, and I respond to people. I think people deserve the respect that if they're going to reach out to you, that you respond to them. Yeah, that's good. Now, what about work-life balance? Do you have a tip for leaders around work-life balance? Yeah, if they can, if anyone out there could figure it out, please send me their tip because I would love to. I, you know, I, 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 I've struggled with it for my entire career, but I think I've come to the realization that if you're loving what you do, is then is isn't that my work-life balance? Like I. I love being with my wife. I love to exercise. I, I enjoy nothing more than being with my kids. I love my team and working with them. And that's my work-life balance. If, if you're doing something that you're miserable about for eight hours a day, then it's more important for you to find a work-life balance. For yeah. me, it's, it's, be if you're happy in what you're doing all i think the number one thing is when you're not at work and you're with your family that you're present with them mm. and when you're at work you're not multitasking on your phone and you're present with them mm. i think the best key to work-life balance is presence yeah in any situation that you're in that's good Make sure you love what you're doing. And if you love you what know, you're doing, it's almost not a question. And then if you do, I mean, then, I, then be present. Yeah. Look, you're doing this, you're doing this podcast. And I mean, I could tell you're enjoying doing it. And but it's still it's work. You have to get it done. You're gonna have to edit it afterwards. You're gonna have to pop it up. I mean, there's things you have to do, but yeah, I think that's it's one of those things when people go work life balance that sometimes it's like if I'm liking what I'm doing. Do I really, isn't that part of my work-life balance? It's, you know, they always go, oh, one day when you get really old, you're never going to lie in bed and go, man, I wish I worked longer. And I go, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I wish that I, did I try this venture? Did I do this? Man, could I have innovated something else? Hopefully I'm li I'll lie in bed and go, I'm not done yet, right? I still have more things to innovate. I still have more things to work on. And I still want to be with my family. I still want to go on vacation. I still want to go wine tasting. All, and I still want to exercise. It's just being present in the moment you are and, and not having regret is, I think that's work-life balance. And yeah. presence, I, I, it is. When you're with your kids, be present with your kids. Don't be sending texts and you know checking your Instagram account when you're with your kids. And when you're at dinner with your wife, don't be that couple that we all look at, or your <laughs> spouse, whoever you're with, that couple that we always look at at the other table going, Oh my God, they've both been on their phone for 45 minutes today. Don't be that couple. Don't be that person. <laughs> be present. And if you feel like you have to be on a phone the whole time you're with someone, maybe you shouldn't be with that person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's getting deep. I love it. Okay, two more. If you could only give <laughs> if you could only give one piece of it, of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? It's gonna be okay. You're gonna make mistakes. It's gonna be okay. Like if someone could have told, if someone could have come back, you know, if the future Ben could have came back to Ben, you know, and said 20 years ago and said, what would you want him to tell me? He's like, hey, it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be a journey, but don't worry, you're going to make it. And that is my piece of advice is it, there's always going to be tomorrow and you get to start over and you get to keep on going forward. And there's no entrepreneur in the entire world or business leader in the world who they might not admit it, but they worked really hard for it um, or they got maybe a little luck involved, but there's been ups and downs. And so it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's, that's great. And last question, what's the best thing you're doing at the moment at Notified or in any other part of your leadership that other leaders should know about? 
is constantly installing instilling in our organization to innovate and disrupt and not settle for the norm um, and and make the organization better. Um, that is the number one thing mm. to me that I, I think that's pretty amazing that we're doing in our organization as we keep on growing and building and just keeping that wild enthusiasm for what we do. That to me is makes it fun. And when it's not like that, when I don't feel like people want to innovate and disrupt ourselves, that's when probably it, it won't, I won't need to be there anymore mm. or won't want to be there. But right now, I think the number one thing is letting people know that they all can make a difference. Yeah, well said, Ben. Uh, now for listeners who have really enjoyed this, uh, they want to connect with you online. Where can people find you and, and where can people find Notified? So you can go to www.notified.com. Um, you could go to LinkedIn and go to Ben Choder. That's Ben C H O D O R, and you'll and I'll connect. Um, one thing is that if you reach out to me, I will respond. Amazing. And you could always read my book um, that's on that's on Amazon um, called Transitioning to Virtual and Hybrid Events, um, teaching people how to be able to morph into the world of faces in two places, virtually and physically. Yeah, excellent. I'd encourage people to to get that. And uh, just want to thank our listeners for tuning in. I know Ben's uh, conversation and advice today has been really challenging for me. There's just some really great little uh, nuggets that I'm that I'm thinking about from what we've talked about um, all the way back to the pizza story, uh, talking about Sam. So it's been enjoyable. And uh, for listeners, don't forget we also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast and Leadership Question of the Day podcast, uh, which is just me talking to you about different leadership ideas and a question every day to put a stone in your shoe. Uh, but I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to Ben. It's been a, it's been such a joy to have the chance to hear some of your story and to chat about some really important elements of leadership that I think um, I definitely am going to walk away with some some things. I think, oh yeah, I could probably do that a little bit better in my leadership. And I know that'll be the same for listeners. Um, so I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on, Ben. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57 page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. 
And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O'White, or Clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.